So I'm sitting here. It's 10.33. I'm lying down on my bed. Listening to the sound of the AC humming. And just my own voice. And I'm thinking to myself. This is what peace sounds like. This is what peace sounds like. This is what it feels like to just be on your own, content, not feeling like you're obligated to do anything, obligated to be anything to anyone for just this moment in time. Just breathing in air, just listening to surround sounds and just feeling so unapologetically free in this moment. And these are the times that I am grateful to be alive. These are the moments <laughs> that the introvertedness really comes out. Not hearing another person's voice, not hearing another person's bodily sounds, <laughs> not hearing anything. Not even wanting to hear my own voice sometimes. Nothing. Can you hear it? It's silence. It's just silence. So, welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Weird with me, Tobari, on the random unapologetically weird moments. Yeah. I know you heard the first part of this episode and you're like, what the hell is she talking about? But if you can relate to what I said, you're you're a true gem and if you can't add i don't know what to say about you <laughs> anyway why am i talking about silence and personal space and just being for most part of my life i have been considered an outcast and one of the reasons is uh, my how much importance I attach to just being by myself. Not that I'm antisocial or I hate people. No. <laughs> like a lot of introverts, I like to spend time by myself because that is how I recharge. That is how I'm able to interpret all my observations. And sometimes it can be really, 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 really overstimulating. 
when you're constantly around people, there's a lot of background noise. There's a lot of white noise. People are chattering. People are talking. People are talking about senseless things that you do not care about. They're wanting to include you in every conversation that you don't care about. And you just can't tell everybody to shut up. <laughs> so I've come to the realization that a lot of people, a lot of grown adults cannot function in silence. True. There was a time in my life where I couldn't stand silence and not silence in the sense I was talking of earlier, but silence in my own mind. Now, there's two aspects to this. I found it easier to deal with the silence of shutting other people out and being in control of what I choose to hear, what I am hearing or lack of in in that case. And there's the silence of, okay, I'm not in control of this. I can't stop the noise that I'm hearing and not just even physical noise, but internal noise. That's a whole a whole other topic for another day. But this is just a random uh, instance that happened in my life or a, a period of time. Uh, I, I grew up in a predominantly introverted household. My parents' uh, household, my parents are not very uh, social people. My dad is is a nerd. <laughs> he he likes to read and he likes to talk about the books he reads. He loves music. He watches uh movies that he has watched like a bazillion times. Give him one good movie and he will watch it forever. That's it. My mom she watches a lot of TV and you know, growing up uh being raised predominantly by her she was a working mom weekends it's household chores is what uh how are we going to prepare for the next week type of situation it, there wasn't really a lot of let's go out and chill type of situation yeah so that wasn't part of my culture and even with uh friends i m- my dad was not mostly around so I don't know how his relationship with his friends was or where, but my mom didn't have a lot of friends. It was mostly maybe family members. And you know those kind of family members that are like way older, way older aunties that are too old to be hip. <laughs> so yeah, they're like your second moms and you don't really have anything to say. But that, in my teens, I was introduced to my father's side of the family. So in my father's last minute attempt of trying to reintroduce me into his culture, uh, he decided to send me to a school in Delta State. And uh, it was like, it was supposed to be like a whole cultural reorientation thing absolutely failed (laughs) for someone who did not grow up in a typical uh southern household especially where uh the the person the person who is even from this culture doesn't even act like she's from there 
it it was it was a culture shock in a sense i never really felt like i don't know if i've spoken about this before i never really feel like i have an attachment to any tribe in the country uh i always say oh uh when they ask me where are you from i'll say oh i'm from delta state but i don't feel like i'm from there i feel like yeah i'm from delta state by nature of the fact that my father is from delta state yeah that, that's that's the only tie i feel there there's no sense of uh, belonging to the tribe or to the people to any tribe to any to the country to any country or people in the world i just feel like i exist in this universe and that's it <laughs> yeah but obviously aside from culture and tribe i have been able to find my own people and find my own place but that's not what i'm talking about let's i digress i am talking about so going back to, to going to school in the south south precisely in worry everybody had this idea that yeah i'm going to meet my father's people I'll somehow magically learn the language that I did not learn as a child and I'll come back as a full-bred worry babe <laughs> nope. who can now speak Urubu. Mind you, they don't even speak that in worries, predominantly pidgin, but it was like some kind of cultural reform in a way. So most of the time when I couldn't stay in my school hostel because... 70% of the time, it was absolutely deplorable. No water, no... The typical Nigerian Federal University shebang. So my uncle lived in a city nearby called Sapele, and I usually go there. Now, my uncle is like 360 degrees different from my father. My dad, well, he's introverted and likes to read books and talk about philosophical stuff and deep dives into criminal uh, crime or just the way people act. My uncle, I, I can't re remember how many conversations I've had with my uncle. <laughs> I said, maybe, how are you? How are you doing? How is school? Uh, I don't, that's about it. So I usually go there most of the time in between breaks. And because I live far away from where my school was, it didn't just make sense that every semester I would spend so much money on uh, traveling back home just to spend two weeks. And besides, what am I going home to do? <laughs> so when we were kicked out of the hostel or I got sick and tired of the place, I would go to my uncle's house. Now, this is how my uncle's house was a culture shock for me. My uncle has three kids and uh, other, how do I put it? They're, they're very, the, the, I, I don't know if it's the lifestyle there or if it's just my uncle in particular. They're very warm. They're very open. Not that my parents are not warm, but they're very extroverted. They like to go out. They like to, they have a lot of friends. People come over. Everywhere is always bustling with people. It, there's cooking. There's a lot of laughter. There's a lot of, yeah. So coming from a very quiet household and going to that. Ooh, my God. Oh my God. It was shocking for me. And I know initially when I came, a lot of my cousins were probably thinking like, what's wrong with this girl? Why is she 
or I don't know, forming or something. But I couldn't just wrap my head around it. Why would you want to have people around you like from the break of dawn till the evening? And most of the people that came around, physical boundaries, the personal space doesn't exist. It is, it's, it's not a thing. I remember one day, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Um, I didn't even know that there were visitors in the house and people would literally just walk into the room, sit down and you're expected to uh, engage in conversations with these people, uh, laugh. And if there's one thing I hate is forced conversations forced pleasantries i feel like there are really times where i just want to be and not have to um spin the wheels in my head on or how do i speak to this person and how do i not offend this person because uh respect is a big part of the culture and you can easily say something that'll put somebody off the wrong way so going there and experiencing just that shock of people not wanting to be alone always wanting to be around people it was a lot for me and in the four years of being in school i could say the times that i went to visit my uncle and i stayed there in as much as I enjoyed their company occasionally, some of the best, <laughs> some of the best times were the times where everyone would leave the house and I'm the only one left. Like I, I, I would rather prefer that I stay back and I'm even starving than the whole house is in fanfare and everybody's eating. I'm not a killjoy or anything. If you're an introvert, you you would be you would understand what I'm saying. But it was just too much for me. There was a day when I I don't even know what particular activity was happening. I think they had uh, friends over, and I kept looking at the time. Okay, it's six o'clock. It's seven o'clock. It's Eight o'clock, it's nine o'clock, it's 10 p.m. Now in my mother's household, oh, eight o'clock, it's, it's a wrap, it's, it's time to go. You know the, the, the subtle signs that they give. Okay, uh, thank you for coming, oh, greet the children, oh, signal one. If there's any extra additions, ah, you know the children have school tomorrow or uh, walk or some there's always something to say or going to put off the generator or something and then the person will get the cue like bro you gotta leave or when my parents literally leave the living room going to their bedrooms and the visitor is left with us the children and they're like okay <laughs> what am i supposed to do with this so there are so many uh so many occasions that happened while I was in my uncle's house. Some of them I feel like I might need permission to tell them. But this particular one, since it was a personal thing and I mean, what the hell? <laughs> I don't mind. So on this particular day, 
I didn't know that there were visitors in the house. And that's another thing. There's no announcement. There's no, oh, somebody's in the house, so, you know. You can literally just come out with your shorts and they're like grown men sitting in the living room. You're like, oh, okay, uh, oh, uh, what do we do from here? <laughs> Where do we go? As, you know, one of those days, those weekends where maybe you are doing chores or you are just lazing around and you don't shower on time. And somehow the day goes and it's like 12 p.m. and you haven't taken your bath because you've just been doing stuff. Now, don't don't give me the bombastic side eye because I know you people listening, you're definitely not having your bath by 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning when you have chores to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so this particular day, I, I was taking my bath. And the thing about the bathroom where I, that I was using kind of doubles as a bathroom for the room I was staying and the bathroom for visitors. Yeah, this, there's a bit of a design flaw there. Now, the thing is, um, the room where I stayed, my cousin's room, is kind of secluded off from where the other rooms are. So there's the living room and there's the dining room and then the rooms are in one corner. But this room is very close to the living room. So the the living room is like the demarcation between this room and the other rooms, including dining room, kitchen and the other rooms. So the toilet or the bathroom is just in front of the living room kind of not not in front but like in close to close to that bedroom so it's easier for visitors to just go over to that uh, bathroom rather than going all the way down to the other bedrooms to each room the other and those other rooms are master bedrooms so it's it's just easier to go over there let's just put it like that so most times when visitors are over you know you're just aware that visitors are around, so you can stay off there. You that lives in the house, you can maybe go to the other bathroom to do your thingy and whatever. But this particular day, I was just chilling, singing in the bathroom as usual, doing my stuff. And somebody just, boom, opened the door. There's uh, something called, I, I don't know what to call it, that people lack. It's kind of like cues. So you open the door and you clearly see someone is having a bath. And you're like, can I pee? Mind you, this is a member of the opposite sex. This is a man. He just walks in. And he's like, hey, hey, how are you now? Good evening. (laughs) Please want to use the bathroom. (laughs) And I'm like, am I... A piece of wall gecko. Am I a wall gecko on the wall or so? Hello? I'm naked. Can you please leave? And I was like, oh, ah, sorry. Oh. <laughs> what? It happened so fast and so slow that at the same time, I was like, did this just happen? Or was I hallucinating or something? I was absolutely appalled and just oh so i hightailed out of there obviously i did everything as quick as i could and i i went to hide this person 
had the audacity to ask of me when they were leaving and say, oh, what of this other girl? Oh, I didn't see her come. I'm like, sir, how do you expect me to come outside and exchange pleasantries after you just walked in on me in the bathroom and acted like I was a war gecko who was in your way and you needed to pee? That's one. There are so many um, aspects of that one incident that incident that you can break down and be like, how can someone not recognize that, you know, this, you knock, first of all, is not your house. You can obviously hear water splashing and all of that. And then you open the door and you see someone is clearly having their bath. Your instincts... <laughs> should be to close the door but no you're like uh excuse me i want to pee am i just supposed to stand there and watch you pee or like how is that supposed to work i really don't know how that man uh was thinking and i'm like even if you're phased by me and my body but like can we just have some respect <laughs> Can we? So while I was there, anytime I come there, I usually used to get a lot of comments of like, oh, are you okay? Why don't you want to go out? This, 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 that, that, that. Why are you acting like And I'm like, geez, I'm absolutely fine. And I don't blame them. They come from a background where there's a lot of people around. There are a lot of kids, a lot of, you know, you have families that have like five, six, seven children. So it, it's a communal thing where there's no like personal space. And I grew up in a house where it was just me and my sister in one room and my parents and my cousin and my, you know, everybody had their own separate space. And even when we were in spaces where everybody was kind of together, it was still a, okay, you respect your space type of thing. We're not just hanging around where, where we're not needed. It's, I think from a very young age, I learned what, uh, personal space is. And I see, I cringe so much when I see that, see, see grown adults acting like that. For example, I was in a public transportation and this person came so close to me and was asking me, can I talk to you? First of all, sir, I can hear you. You do not have to literally put your funky breath close to me to ask me if you can talk to me when you know damn well that we're in an enclosed space and I can hear you. Granted, I was putting on my earpiece, but I could hear him. <laughs> and even if you wanted to call my attention, you would have said, oh, excuse me. We also see this in when you're on the queue. People would literally come so close to you, like neck to neck. And I'm like, can you move? Like, can we go back to the six feet distance thing? Can you just shifts please 
I don't want your... <laughs> stay away. Stay back. Like, we are moving. Just give me space to breathe. Let my body feel air. <laughs> Do you understand? So, I don't know. We're all raised in different households. But I just think, as adults we should try to respect people's personal space and people's personal boundaries like don't don't just be all up in people's business you're talking to them you're going so close to their face especially when they're strangers and i don't know how we're going to do like a reorientation thing but a lot of people feel so entitled to other people's spaces and a lot of people don't know how to read signals. Very weird things have happened to me. And I, I don't think I can describe all of them in just this one episode. So when you're someone who is really, um, I don't want to say sensitive, but very aware of these things. And they make you very uncomfortable. It can be a little too much to be around people all the time, especially people who may seem a little clueless when it comes to personal space and personal boundaries. Keep your distance respectfully. No one is seeing you scream from five kilometers just to get my attention. There's, there's, there's a respectable distance you can keep. I don't need to smell your breath to know that you're speaking to me. I don't need, you don't need to touch me to feel like we're involved in a conversation. If you can see that I want to end this engagement, move on. And then you see people linger and hang around. And as a reformed uh, or reforming people pleaser. It is so refreshing for me to clearly convey my feelings to people like, oh, I'm not comfortable with that. Sorry. I think my time is up here. No, I don't want to come out. I, I just want to be, it, it's, it's not, uh, I don't have any plans. My plan is just to sit down and sit still and be still without you. Not that you're a bad person. I don't just need you in my immediate environment because you are making me go insane. <laughs> so it is very freeing, very freeing, very freeing for me to just be able to come back to silence, to peace to an environment that you can control, to an environment where you can just be still and be silent and no one is reading, <clears throat> no one is reading anything into it because you are just you and you don't have to explain anything to anybody. It is bliss. So I hope you've enjoyed my little rant. And if you're someone who 
you cannot just stand people who do not know personal space or personal boundaries or who cannot read social cues drop it down in the comments leave a voice note leave a review and share this episode so on the next episode and until next time let's be unconventional together